is there anything today that does not exist within HCX that this group of folks would like to see added to the truck? Let me throw the grenade first. Powerful new technology. Cloud migration. Fully integrated system. HCX. Welcome to the HCX Majors Podcast. This is episode 10 for Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. Live from Indiana, I'm Britton Johnson. Coming in colder than normal, uh, Kofi from uh, Calgary, Canada. From Colorado, I'm Andy Belts. And from California, I'm Francis Wong. Welcome back, all. It's been way too long. I have had my whole podcast gear, like, put away and turned off for the last couple of months because I've been just literally pulling my hair out with work, what's left of it. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I haven't done one of these in a while. We better, we better get on and go. And then let's let's do this thing. Yes, so sir. With, with what's you mentioned with what's left of work, does that entail that there's an end? No, I meant what's left of my hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I misunderstood. <laughs> That's why I have to grow for those not watching. I mean, you can't watch video because we don't publish video, but I've got a, my winter beard growing because I'm lazy. And I always sit, I tell my, I tell people I have to grow it somewhere to keep warm because I can't grow it on top. Gotcha. So, you know, got to keep that face yeah. warm. And I, and I still, I still maintain that this protected me from COVID because I, I didn't catch COVID until after I shaved my beard off. So. Uh-huh. Get call, that thing back on. Call it causal, if you will, but you know, that's 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 that's, that's the science as far as I can see. I can see it. It could have just been stuck in your beard, and then when you shaved it, you kind of <laughs> mixed it up a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Kofi, Should let's, we? Uh... Let's start. Let's start with you, Kofi. I'm always interested in the in the news from the Great White North. So you are, uh, well, I, I am, you know, I'm looking out the window. It seems like a snowstorm is rolling in, which is okay. I, yeah, <laughs> don't, I, don't mind it. <laughs> I'm going back up to Wisconsin this weekend to go to the Packer bear game. So I might see some snow finally. So but, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty snowy for you because, uh, yeah. Uh, well, my friends in Ohio, they're all getting snow right now. I don't know if it's part of that same belt. I, I got nothing. I got clear skies and green grass in my front yard in Indianapolis. There you go. There you go, bud. <laughs> that's, that's the yeah. that's the way to that's the way to make it. But yeah, yeah, it's full on winter now. We had a uh, it's pretty mild up until like a week ago. So all right. Well, yeah. well, I got I got two trips I need to plan. So whenever we're allowed to travel again, I'm gonna I'm gonna come see Andy and go snowboarding, and I'm gonna come up by you and do something in Canada because I've never been to Calgary. So. Well, you can do all the things, <laughs> snowboarding, rodeo, <laughs> whatever it is, do, whatever you want. Can, can, you, can you go someplace and do like flights of maple syrup testing? Yeah, I could do that, but that's more on that. <laughs> that's more on the other side. But there is something, I look it up, and I, you might have known, so in Western Canada, or Eastern Canada, sorry, uh, in Quebec, there's something called a sugar shack. In, mm. And basically, if you, if you like maple syrup, 
you can, you know, basically go to this place and then there's, you know, when it's snowy out and they usually have it as part of, um, it's called uh, Bonham Carnival, which is like just the winter festival. And okay. they'll have uh, like maple syrup and snow and popsicle sticks. And basically what they do is they'll take the warm maple syrup that's fresh, like, you know, beautiful, put it on the snow, then basically roll it up so it turns into like a little candy stick of maple syrup. Delicious. So you've had one. Oh, man. <laughs> we always try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. That's very good. Andy, what's new What's new in Colorado? Anything happening fun, exciting? No? Mm. I like how you're still using the, the background of your clean office as a virtual yeah. background. Honestly, there's not a lot new in Colorado mm. as a whole. Yeah, <laughs> except for except for some dogs sleeping um it's been surprisingly warm weather it's it's uh was it's been in the 60s so what i consider shorts weather um and uh it, but it does drop down and pretty cold at night so it was like 10 the other night so that was really cold but um <laughs> Yeah, I look forward to some snowboarding here soon once it actually really starts to snow in the mountains. Um, and that's, I mean, it's kind of cliche to say, but it, I just can't believe it's like about to be 2023. It's, we're like three weeks left of this 20, year, 2022, right? 2022, you mean? Don't get us too 2022. Far Jeez, man. Sorry. Sorry. 2020. Uh, 2022. You just gave away yeah. a whole year. Yeah. Well, I'm living in the future, guys. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, day, so, uh, it's, it's been it's just bad. been an extraordinary fast year i think it feels that way yeah. at least so well yeah i don't know we maybe we can we can we can let's let's talk predictions later about what's going to come okay. next year sure we'll add, sure. To, add that to the list francis how are but that's you? all i've got so i'm i'm the weather brat of the group in california, california yeah. so yeah, at least, I, at least uh, nothing's on fire this year yeah I, I at least not or not as bad maybe yeah, I've not heard it um, as bad, but you know, I'm I'm a weather brat, and I can't tolerate anything outside of you know five degrees of between sixty eight and seventy two. So, <laughs> you know, I I got nothing to say. I just came back from uh, the Portland user con, so it sounds mm. like folks are starting to get out, and it was good to just good to see people because it is a groundhog day every day. It feels like during this new lifestyle that we have, and hopefully we're breaking, we're breaking this habit a little bit at a time and uh, we're getting out to, to see folks. So how, how was the, uh, the attendance of the user con? So it's not like what it used to be, obviously pre COVID because right. a lot of us are just, you know, we're, we're now ready to get out. It was my first time uh, traveling on VMware's behalf for in the first, in, in like the last 18 months. So, you know, it felt a little bit like freedom, like a teenager that just got keys to the dad's car, like, let's go, uh, kind of sensation. So it was good. The, the VMUG folks said that attendance was trending up. So like I said, I think people are starting to, you know, slowly trickle back to the in-person events, which is very, um, it's a good experience. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was good to see everyone. It was good to connect with folks and be face to face. Yeah, I, I went. I went to the the local one here in Indy when it was. I think this was back in October or September. 
Um, and it was, it was pretty like, I, I would say maybe there might've been a hundred people, maybe a little bit more, but it was, it was, it was, a, it certainly was a shell of its former self. And in that respect, it was a little sad still, you know, but you know, there's at least positive to see, you know, yeah, so, so some folks getting out, some customers getting out the, uh, the hybrid nature of it where they were doing kind of some presentations and stuff virtually and some in person was a little bit herky jerky at times, but you know, it's a, it's kind of, it's hard, it's hard to be all things to all people. So. Yeah. And to put, and to add a little bit more, um, incentive for folks too, that as the V mugs right now are still a little smaller than they were previously, VMware's, you know, still out there. We're still going out there to support the VMUG. So if you want to be able to talk to some of the speakers, you're likely going to have a better opportunity um, to talk to them in person and ask them questions uh, now than, than you could when we had larger events. Well, hey, you know what? We've done, you know, 10 episodes now. This is number 10. We've been doing this a little over a year, year and a half. We're going to you know, kind of just review kind of where we started and where we're, where we're at now. You know, we, when we first kind of came onto this thing, you know, uh, the, I, I, this was, this kind of came out of myself and Francis joining the HDX majors internal VMware team and trying to, you know, amp up the communication and support internally at VMware around HDX as a product, what it can do. How it, how it helps solve problems for customers, those kinds of things. And then, you know, being connected with Kofi. Kofi was part of the team too for a while. And, you know, I, I knew Andy from working on a project. And so I just, you know, kind of threw some names in a hat and I said, hey, do you guys want to start a podcast with me? And they all said, sure, what the heck? I don't know what that is, but let's try it. So here we are. I think I think this, you know, ragtag group of people that, that, have, that we have formed here for this group has kind of worked out quite nicely. We've, none of us have ever met in person before, but we've all worked together really well, I think. So it's, it's worked out. And at the same point, you know, we've, we've kind of covered quite a, a level of groundwork of what HCX is, what it does, how, how it works. We've talked about updates. We've had people from the BU on. We've had product management on. We've had um, a lot of, you know, interesting conversations around you know, various topics and things. So anybody, I'll just throw this out to anybody. Does anybody have sort of a favorite memory or, you know, a conversation that we've had on the show thus far? Oh yeah. Uh, a couple for me to stand out the first time. Um, actually, Andy is actually the first time you came on and we were talking like, cause we were, we were talking specifically about migrations and BCF and a bunch of other stuff. And it's like, it's one of those things where you understand like, you know, what are com- you know, basically customers experiencing, why are you using it? Like what large scale deployments have had. And I wanted to map that back to a lot of what I was already doing. <laughs> so, I mean, as a whole, I thought it was pretty neat. Um, just, you know, when we, we, we kind of got a, b- a bigger picture is like, you know, HCX, we look at it from the multi-cloud perspective or just like, you know, enabling some form of hybridity, but, you know, as a migration tool, as, you know, data center extension tool, like just some other use cases that customers are using, you know, upgrading and where they are and, and why it brings so much simplicity uh, to, well, it's simplicity into the customer environment in doing it, like automation as in they don't have to do it with manual NSX or, you know, any of the APIs that are driven through there. So this is a neat way where we can, you know, obviously leverage some of that. Uh, and then the other one that really, really kind of, uh, you know, stands out 
I think we <laughs> it wasn't even anything too much. It was just we we're talking about best practices and POCs. And I know Francis, you went through quite a few, um, you know, different things. I may be referencing back to like you know tech validation and a few other things that that were brought on there. But the reason why those stand out is because you use a lot of those those things like kind of on the day to day. So and then I use them for examples with customer conversations, but I also use them, you know, as a whole, just in in you know describing what's possible. So yeah, for me, those were the big ones. Yep, I could say for me, uh, actually, maybe doesn't align as directly to a specific episode, so to speak. Um, even there's been a couple that I haven't been able to join and, and still went back and listened to them. But I'd say everything that touches like how customers operationalize things and just, I'd say everything from like disaster recovery to like some lessons learned and like, yeah, just e ease of operations for as it actually connects to where a customer is going to actually do what they need to get done in order to be more successful with their environment. Those are the, the times and pieces in this whole last couple of years of these podcasts that just have stuck out in my mind that I've remembered the best. Yeah, I think for me, the last year, year and a half, it's not been any specific episode. I think it's more a theme of how the product has grown, how it's changed, and how the team here has tried to help educate and share our knowledge that has really stood out for me because there was a lot of good information that we shared in terms of our use, how we used it, uh, what Coffee was uh, mentioning. And I think that that theme is just going to continue to grow. So that for me, that, that really is, if anything, as a highlight, it was a lot of good knowledge sharing and perspectives and attitudes about how we use HCX. And, you know, you know but a, a, a big highlight to me is how VMware's continue to invest in HCX, continue to rev it, continue to add features and benefits that demonstrate that it's a technology that's pretty important to us and very useful to our customers. Kofi, any other pieces or things or questions? I'm, well, I'm not going to look back here at talk. Yeah, about. I, there was, um, so I remember like, uh, do you remember when Annika was on? Yes. She's just taken over. <laughs> they did a few ad hoc things but that was like there was a few a few portions where it was like you know milestone changes between where ecx was and, and where it went like some of the very specific things when we we look at like you know the idea of you know for, especially on a vmc basis because it's you know when you're selling it just from an enterprise or advanced perspective just as a standalone or part of nsx um, but like the fact that, you know, with VMC, because it's part of the, you know, the, the VMware multi-cloud strategy, right? So HCX really needs to be there and there has to be some levels of pieces that, you know, like when we think about network path resiliency or we look at, you know, just how we're evolving and changing things like mobile optimized networking. So what used to be the, um, uh, what was it called? The. Uh, uh prox proximity based routing oh, right, right. right? <laughs> so i mean they changed one name for another yeah, same I same could, i couldn't think but, of it either <laughs> yeah but it was um super interesting because uh when it when you know 
when we had her on, she and you can sense her excitement as she took over for like you know because obviously there's a shuffle, but she took over the 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 product line from an ACX perspective. And there's a lot of things that are in there when we think about the integrations. Then that's where I think the value is because when we had the first. I did like the first sets of integration or, or like usages that I've done like early, early days. Like, I don't know if you remember, but like uh, when ABS first came to be, like the biggest thing that happened at that time was that, you know, ACX was kind of in its infancy. It was a very agile platform updating every six weeks, um, new features and things changing all the time. And it was hard for customers to manage and maintain. And then they took a lot of that feedback and then, you know, they moved to, you know, kind of that, you know, a, a decent stabilized release model. Um, and then the other piece too is enhancing some of the feature functionalities, especially uh, when it comes down to, you know, how we integrate with things like VRNI, for example, um, like when you're doing migration plans and wave planning and all these things and making it very easy. Um, because I mean, if you're looking at it, even from a pro server perspective, like you, you know, you can literally give this to a partner say you need to have these pieces in, you want to understand context of the environment with, you know, things like VR and I, and then build your mobility groups into the actual migration patterns. And that to me shows like how you can not just take a kind of a standalone product, but then build it into how does it actually interact with other technology to make our lives easier and technology we already have. So that was, you know, just seeing the milestone and the efforts and the things and basically looking at it from that perspective and, and what the BU was able to achieve, that to me was 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 awesome um, yeah, when she those, came on. Those early days, man, when they were pushing updates like every like every four <laughs> weeks. I mean, it was six weeks and you'd have to run through the upgrade. That, it, it was like hot <laughs> and heavy, man. They were coming so fast. Yeah. That like, yeah, every, every time I would turn around for a customer meeting, I'd have to kind of re-prep on it. Like, okay what does this thing do now and it's just it was amazing how quickly they could turn some of the stuff around but yeah well their sprints were fast yeah but that, for me that's that's where it was so. yeah I mean, well and, and, it was pretty and cool. I, yeah the and, and you're really just yeah the that i i remember you know yeah annika being extremely excited on that episode and just kind of like yeah she was so i actually have a question for you guys yeah um, it's going to sound maybe a little uh, funny for this podcast, but um, wh where's the HCX major stand today? Because um, I've been only really ever involved from afar. Is that Has there been any real changes from like the beginning or is it still the same? It is still, uh, it, is, it is definitely still going. Francis, do you yep. want to talk about this? Because I think you might have more information than I do. Yes. So I know that, as a as a group of individuals within VMware, the HCX majors has been um, a loose group, and it's really dependent on folks' schedule and their ability to participate. And so, some of the updates here, maybe for internal and external for consumption, is the fact that the HCX majors now is being led by two people, uh, Jason Marchesano and myself, and we've put a little bit more rigor between some of the work that uh, the group has, is focused on. So there's things like we're getting ready for 2022 in terms of speaking sessions and working amongst the groups to figure out, you know, if we want to enable the field, what uh, components, what stories around HCX do we want to collectively work on together and take, and take to the broader field next year. 
that's one thing that the majors are, you know, casting around amongst our members to see who wants to participate in that. So these are things that have their own threads and that we're trying to drive some milestones and achievements to for next year to deliver uh, both internally and externally. So that's that's it. They they did a round, Jason really worked out on this too, I think to do a round of recruiting internally as well to get some new members on the team because we did have some attrition of folks, you know, while leaving and whatnot. Um, and we got, we tried to focus more on like non-US based members as well. So we've got some folks over in EMEA. I think we've got at least one person in APJ um, and just try to get a global team wrapped around this because we have customers coming from all over the world now that are asking these HDX questions. And so then yeah, that filters down to, you know, us to kind of be the ones to respond back to that and kind of. So we're, we, 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 the, the HX majors team, specifically Tom, I should say, is sort of the, the, the go-to responder to the, you know, ask HCX email list internally. So, um, you know, we're kind of the tip of the spear in trying to answer some of those questions. Yeah. And I actually work to try and bring in some of the counterparts that I know around the globe to help us scale the HCX team in that respect. Uh, so I, I did ask a number of the cloud folks from different corners um, to, you know, lend, lend their time and their face and their name and their brand to the HCX uh, group so that they could help be that liaison for this product in, in their ge- geographic regions, as well as uh, represent their audiences. So if there's folks out there that would love to represent their audience, then please contact me or Jason. We are more than happy to um, recruit our internal VMware folks. And for those that are listening externally, look for your HCX subject matter experts or HCX majors uh, to get more information. Otherwise, VMware is hiring a lot of folks right now too. So. <laughs> yes, we are. If you're interested in any open roles, contact any of us too, because we can refer you. All right, let's let's start kind of roll, rolling this full circle here. So last one one of the last earlier this year episodes we did, we talked about you know multi clouds, and this is when we had Ahmad Yunus on, and kind of trying to cover all things cloud. At the time, I think there was still not a lot of you know extra like all clouds are supported, but some are still not kind of thing. And so like I'd like to kind of just throw this out in terms of like wish list stuff. Is there anything today that does not exist within HCX that this group of folks would like to see added to the truck? Let me throw the grenade first. I was going to say, you got something already. <laughs> you know it, man. And I know this is controversial as heck. Bring it. Converter. Converter. I am 100% on board. Like, I, I'm with... Okay. It's true. Can, can, like, you, can you expand on that a little bit, Francis? <laughs> we know we discontinue. Oh, yeah, converter. the actual VMware converter, yeah. Right. And a different form of it emerged in the o, the OSAM yeah, yeah. feature of HCX. So the it begs the question of, is this the reincarnation of... Converter. So yeah. if we had a wish list, 
that's what people are asking they're, they're, for. Or, or again, make there a, uh, a a free tier of HCX that's the HCX converter or something like that. I could see that happening, maybe. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, if you think, okay, let's take this another way. We know that we know that multi cloud exists. I mean, this is totally controversial. So whatever I say here, my opinions and my opinions alone. Um, but at the 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 big thing here is like everybody moves like each of the different cloud providers whether they want to move on to a different cloud platform whether it's the local cloud platform or whether it's going to be you know another hyperscaler platform has to create a tool to move those specific machines whether it's streaming them into wherever they're going or converting them into wherever they're going into the you know, hyper, the, the, the compatible version for the hypervisor they're using within their platform. There is no reason why we can't have a universal, you know, tool that can give customers the flexibility to, doesn't matter what you are, where you are, which platform you use, what cloud you use, have a way to get it into each of the different vSphere-based uh, platforms. This is what one of the things we, we need to look at because when we think in the beginning, right, where we, we, we started, we did start from a place where we took a lot of the physical workloads and needed to take those and get them into a virtual state. Now it's no different, but the difference is, is like, we just need to have more portability for specific, you know, IS-based workloads, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we how do we do and enable that for customers that gives them the full level of flexibility? They've made a choice, they don't like it, but how can they easily port that same technology over to a vSphere-based VMware technology that they know, love, and they feel, you know, they're getting value for? We need to at least provide them something of that capacity. So, so, so so really, so really what we're saying is like if if a customer has onboarded themselves into a native cloud we would like hcx to be the exit button or the I, emergency hatch pull i didn't i didn't i didn't say it no no let okay. me marry the two ideas we want a free version of hcx that can suck in any OS onto the vSphere platform. And when we say any OS, we're not just talking about on-premise, but any of the cloud formats. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's it. And we'll... <laughs> that is the suit. That is like the super tool. All right. And if we got that, I'd be, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotcha. I, gotcha. Uh -huh. I see what you're after, Kofi. Oh, I'm yeah. Of course, yeah. you right. You put my name on. I said this was Francis. <laughs> Pretty sure this is Francis' idea. I just, I just happen to agree with her. Let's make it worse by saying this. Why don't we take just the function of OSAM that is able to. Uh, extract a VM or yeah. extract an OS and create a VM, just that function, no vMotion, none of that, and open source that. Mm, interesting. You fork off whichever one you want. But the only function is that you can transfer it over to a, a VMTK, it's cold at the destination. You, it, you know, it can't move anywhere, but it mm. will just do that. Interesting. All right. All right. Wish list like for, for Santa is out there. <laughs> the, the other piece too, I, I don't know that it, it, it exists yet is especially in the multi-cloud piece and like advanced routing 
inside the environment, like a triangle type of scenario where you typically will have like an L shape. That's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> like you got to do two hops to get to the, to the other place. Yeah. And then cross cloud is another way, but then you have a whole bunch of other stuff where you think about IPs overlapping IP spaces, like lots of the crazies. Right. But how do you make all of that seamless or super easy to the customer? Put it in another way. How can I VRNI the HCX networks? Yeah, I mean, we're going to, I mean, and automatically build out. Yeah, I mean, that would be like dynamically building out service meshes from the what's, what gets uh, discovered. That would be interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, that'd be useful for some of our larger clients to have like service meshes all over the freaking place. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be, sorry. I didn't even think of that part. So like the visualization of, I think it's almost there though. They're doing some other stuff where they're doing the visualizations of the workload status or of the, the pre-migration status. I mean, I'm not going to take it from the next um, meeting, but like, I think, I think I see your point where, you know how they have the, the pinwheel in, uh, in uh, VRNI that discover all the VLANs. So what if you had like the flows, like when you drilled in and you have the flows between, you know, kind of port group A and port group B, but it's basically service mesh A to service mesh B and then inside, you know, what's in transit and packet flow between the two or whatever metrics you want to pull out. Is that, is that what you're looking at? That's kind of my ideal, yeah. like what if you, you know, planted HCX on two places and there was a tab that says, did you want a, a visual on what yeah. the X mesh network looks like? And yeah. let's take that, let's extrapolate that a step further. Can I yeah. please have the NSX trace flow? There we go. So <laughs> we have some low level information that we actually want, uh, that we want to pull in there, especially what customers want, uh, you know, flow traffic. I think they, I mean, yeah, I see where you, I see exactly where you're going. I think it's but, getting there. I, th I think that piece is, yeah. is getting there because with already mm -hmm. the integration that VRNI has and with mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the tracking of performance as things migrate through and the, the calculation of things as it migrates, mm -hmm. I think a lot of that stuff is lending towards some of that. So, yeah. um, but I think I, 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 also, I also feel Mo cringing with this conversation. So. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're talking about plugins. He's feeling. <laughs> <laughs> He, he, he's getting that he's getting that feeling in the force that someone somewhere is talking about product editions so, that don't exist <laughs> exactly yeah but i but you know what's interesting like even just the visualizations or even taking the telemetry like just building in the telemetry of the network so customers get they they get like you you know how we would have like in VROps we can have the SDC monitoring path like there's got to be like network flow ongoing path uh, you know packs that exist that make customers want to make sure that it's a persistent connection like managing layer two networks for a long term that's probably one of the big sticking points customers will see it but then like it's a black hole or i kind of see it on one end or the other but like it doesn't really fit into the framework that i have today so how do i how do i get that in there so i mean i would that's that's yeah to piggyback off of that that would be my my big wish list is how do you do that or to put it into Wavefront or VROPS or VRNI or wherever it belongs, or there's a couple of new projects that'll be coming out. I think that might bridge that together, but I am not mentioning those on this call <laughs> just yet. I think that would be a cool concept that 
you know, once you deploy an HCX service mesh, something like VRNI is in the background, mapping in, mapping a visual out for you. The trace flow would be just a big fat bonus um, that, I, I mean, honestly, I think that that's a, that's a paid service. At the same time, those are the kinds of things I think uh, make our customers look smart. So it sounds like visualizations, operations, and kind of the more intelligent pieces of the overall thing. It's kind of just what what is going to help with the operationalizing of the entire stack. And also, once you need to know something, whether it's network or trace or whatever, clicking something and making that. And Andy, I would say from, from your perspective on the VCF side of things, is there something that's missing that you we would like to see there? For the customers that I've worked with that have used it or want to use it, probably the number one thing would be a uh, HCX Lite uh, to use it as a, a migration utility that they might not use forever. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and if that's really... Well, there is term-based licensing for that now. So Okay, fair enough. I'd say that um, that's probably the number one thing less of a feature more of a um, consumption model yeah i would say that's probably yeah. the the thing that is comes up in conversation the most uh, for for customers that need to use it for a certain period of time but that's interesting i, I wasn't aware of the consumption or the term-based licensing so yeah that was I'll i think that was that. something that came out earlier this year at some point like, like I would, I would think like you'd have customers that are saying like, can you deploy this with with, with the SDDC manager? Like, is it deployable from that perspective yet, or is it still kind of a manual add-on? Yeah, I think manual add-on, um, as are many of the other products that may or may not seem like they should also be part of an automated workflow. But um, I think that's a, a a longer, deeper conversation, quite frankly. So, <laughs> of course. Um, so, but yeah, no, I, I honestly, I think just the pricing and packaging probably is, uh, you asked about features, so I don't really think that's a feature, so I didn't share it, but since you asked me, that's what I think. That's all right. You know, probably. We're open to yeah. newcomers here. Any kind of last thoughts here while we wrap this up? Because we're a couple of minutes over here, but that's okay. Thanks for uh, hanging out. This was great. I hope to continue in the new year. So yeah, I just want to say that it's it's it was awesome. Well, and doing we'll, this with you guys. So there's there's two other episodes that I want to do in, in pretty quick succession here. I I'm, I've been compiling a list of uh, HCX security themed questions, and so I'm working with Gabe in the background to create a security frequently asked questions list from for H for, for specifically for HCX. So we're working through that. We'll get engineering to bless it and it'll be a public document by the time we get it done. And, you know, so we'll talk about that on the show with Gabe whenever that finally gets published. And then the other piece of it is just the next round of updates that are coming where we'll do that one as well. Maybe we hope, hopefully we'll be able to get them both in one episode, but we'll see. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I think, you know, we'll be probably into February by then. So who knows where, where we're going to be going as once we get into this crazy next year. So, I think TBD, the first live uh, in-person uh, recording, should be on the somewhere on the horizon. <laughs> Man, now, um, now you're really reaching for the stars, Andy. 
Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> I told you guys I'm I'm living in the future. I'm already a year ahead of you guys. So. All right. That's true. Yeah. Well, what what else is going to happen in 2022, Andy, that we haven't discussed yet? Oh gosh. You know. I mean, 2022 and 2023 could be the same year. <laughs> I mean, 2020 and 2021 were. Wow. <laughs> so, kind, so. Of, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, well, for our first, uh, well, uh, well, we're not doing it, I guess. Is VMworld going to be in person and that is year? the plan right now. That's the plan. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, we might see you there, do a live recording yeah. so if, at yes. VMworld if we're there. That's, That'd be let's, great. Let's all ask our managers to get that pre-approval. <laughs> yeah, but w- we should do a live recording, see if we can get a live recording in like the common space there and then maybe have some people come up. Yeah. That would be really cool to do or pitch. Well, well, you know, it, it, it works for the Virtually Speaking podcast, so why not us, right? Exactly. There you go. All right, everybody. Like thanks it. for the time, and uh, thanks for being, you know, part of this with me and helping me produce this stuff. This is fun, and uh, we will see you all next year as we continue to journey on into this HCX multi-cloud multiverse. See ya. Sounds good. Th- thanks, everybody. Bye. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to the HCX Majors Podcast, Episode 10. Thanks to Andy, Kofi, and Francis for joining us today. If you're enjoying the show, please rate us on your podcast app of choice, and please share it so others can find us. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for being around for all of 2021. We'll see you next year, 2022. Thanks again. Bye. try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup.